1: Welcome to Mind Love, episode 139. Today's episode is
2: all about your soul frequency. Human beings get caught up in cyclical patternings, and you can see it as spinning energy. So when we're in a cyclical patterning around any type of addiction, emotional drama around our relationships that are unhealthy, we are using up 60 to 70% of their life force, energy, and creative power in those patterns. Now... If we only have 30% of our full life force power to dedicate to anything, you can understand why there's lack of clarity. You can understand why we don't have full alignment, right? And full alignment feels like a draft on your back, moving you forward, bringing you all the right people, like literally the life you want being created around you because your energy is so clear. Turn up your frequency with Mind Love,
1: bite-sized brain hacks for seekers, dreamers, and doers. It's time to give your mind a little love with your host, Melissa Monti. Hi friends. First of all, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you're always updated about new episodes. Plus, subscribers and reviews are really, really helpful to me, and it's a really easy way to give back if this content is helpful to you. So I just want to give a shout out to someone who left me a recent review that really touched my heart. Katerina says, I have been listening to this podcast for a few months now. Every single episode has been so unbelievably helpful. The insight Melissa has and the authenticity is palpable. I'm grateful for this podcast, what it's helping me heal and supporting my growth. I love this podcast. Thank you so much, Melissa. Well, thank you so much, Katerina, it means so much to me to read things like this. So if you're out there and you haven't left a review yet, I would be so appreciative if you did. But of course, sending you all my love either way. And now into the good stuff. Did you know your soul has a frequency? Yeah, when you hear people talking about alignment, it actually all comes back to frequency. And your soul exists at your highest frequency. All that low vibe stuff is just your human getting in the way. Well, connecting to your soul frequency is the fastest and simplest way to manifest results in all areas of your life. So how do we know what we're aligning with? It's all about energy and emotion. What we're aligning with is what we manifest more of. I was actually just talking about this on Instagram the other day. I've been doing a lot of stories lately, so if you want more Mind Love in between episodes, make sure to follow me at MindLoveMelissa. What I was sharing was how the universe is always showing us abundance, even when we're experiencing lack. And I can already hear some of you chirping, how does that even make sense, Melissa? Well, because where we're putting our focus and what we're feeling into is what the universe gives us more of, or it's what the universe gives us an abundance of, you can say. So if you're so focused on how you can't pay your bills and how you need a new car, but you can't afford it, and you're feeling all those feelings of scarcity— guess what? The universe will give you an abundance of situations to help you explore lack and scarcity. So you have to change the way you feel before you can change your reality. It's kind of a catch-22 or a chicken and the egg type of thing because somehow you have to feel like you already have the thing before the universe will give you the thing. That's why the most basic building blocks of the law of attraction always come back to gratitude and the present moment. Well, you might be saying, what about all those people who have everything they could ever want and have never focused on gratitude for any of it? Yeah, those people exist. And often it happens in two ways. The most common is that they've found a way to process their fears. They've found a way to push through their fear and get stuff done anyways. Doesn't mean that this was the best way to do the thing. You can accomplish your dreams through struggle or through flow and ease. When you're choosing the struggle path, usually you're asking for more struggle. You might still climb, but it's not the easiest way. And the second thing that often happens is even when those people reach their goals, they're not satisfied. They don't get any real joy from it. They've aligned with dissatisfaction with the status quo. So no matter how much the status quo changes, they are still dissatisfied. That's why they always say money can't buy happiness. I'll tell you what, it would for me, but it doesn't for the people that aren't already happy. And if you're one of those people that have experienced burnout in your past, you are likely taking the hard route. So today we're going to focus on the easy way. Through alignment and flow and acceptance and love for what is. Our guest is intuitive healer and celebrity manifestation coach, Shauna Lee. She's the go-to source for frequency upgrades and guidance on how to create a successful and deeply fulfilling life. Three key things we will learn are why you don't always need to know the details of your past to move through it, how desires differ from cravings, and how to clear energy blocks that are keeping you stuck. But before we dive in, do you wish you had a little reminder to help you stay aligned each day? Just sign up for The Morning Mind Love for daily inspirational messages right to your inbox. I get messages from people every single day about how The Morning Mind Love is their favorite way to start their day or that the message that came through is exactly what they needed to hear. It's kind of like your own personal inspiration oracle. Just visit mindlove.com and sign up right there on the homepage. Plus you'll get some amazing free gifts when you do like a free guided binaural affirmation meditation designed to rewire your brain to your highest self. And you'll get one of my favorite tools, a booklet of my personal Powerless to help you gain clarity and live each day with intention. And it's all completely free. Just go to mindlove.com to sign up. Or if you're out and about, text the word morning to 33777. That's morning to 33777. And now let's welcome Shauna Lee
2: to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
1: So I'm really curious. How did you become an intuitive healer and celebrity manifestation coach. It took me a while to really find my spirituality. I was raised religious. And although a lot of people might say that that would connect you to your spirituality, for me, it really cut me off because I was doubting anything outside of what I was told. So I'm always really curious about people who have made it their path and uh, how you got there.
2: Yeah, it wasn't always my path. So it was it was something I felt disconnected from as well in my life. Um, I when I was a small child, I was actually born seeing multi dimensions. So I had two spirit friends who brought me into this world. And I you know, talk to them and interacted with them. I have memories. It was like literally living with two best friends. Um, but once I got a little bit older, I realized nobody else saw them. It was really funny. It was like our house was a sitcom. Like my parents would go to sit on the couch, and I was like, "No, you're gonna sit on. Like, why can't you see them?" Um, and so, thank goodness, I had a really spiritual grandmother who told my parents, just leave her alone. You know, she's experiencing the world differently and she really got it and understood me. And it wasn't until I think I was like around six years old where it just became too different, meaning like I had little friends and they weren't seeing that and my parents didn't see what I saw. And so I really just kind of closed off that aspect of self and really spent much of my life kind of running from it because, it just seemed not normal. And I would connect with my grandmother at certain times and we would have these wonderful conversations, but other than her, there was nearly nobody else experiencing that. And so for much of my life, it wasn't a part of my reality until I got pregnant with my son and something about his energy in my belly, like flipped the switch back on. And so it was, it was kind of felt like I was coming home in some ways, but also, it was shocking. Right. And, and like, what do I do with this? I was living a totally different life. Um, I had built a business that was just a very straightforward mental business. Um, and so it was, it disrupted my life in the most beautiful ways. And like most things with our spiritual connection, it started to just draw me forward, right? Like there was no denying it after a certain point. And so, um i really changed almost everything in my life and and started to listen to the call and um and then ended up leaving my former business and building the business i have now which um grew really quickly
1: i think for a lot of people i mean we're programmed for for so long in our lives to follow these paths like this is the standard path of what success looks like this is how school is it's standardized you go to college or you don't you get a job or you don't but it's all very just kind of cookie cutter in a box for a lot of people. And what I find interesting is the internet has really disrupted a lot of that to where people are now able to let their imaginations flow a little bit more about what's possible in their life. But for so many people... Uh, They might already be stuck in that standardized way of living. And so what was that process like for you of having this more normal type job and then starting to unlock these little things? Was it sudden,
2: like I need to do something? Was it one decision at a time? How did that play out? It was a process. I mean, I think, you know, at the beginning you have like some cognitive dissonance going on, like what is, what's going on here. I always say like at the beginning of most people's spiritual journey, it's like you're over there in the spiritual closet, just kind of digging, like you said, <laughs> digging around on Google or reading stuff and and then you go back out to your very human life and live that. So it was this, this like two different worlds happening simultaneously and I didn't for a long time know how that would come together at any point. Like I was very confused at how I was ever going to share what I was experiencing alone with the rest of my world. Like, how do we bring these things together? And so, um, I write a lot about my personal experience with that in my book, the soul frequency, because I find it to be true for a lot of people. It's like, we tend to spend time um, you know, diving into our spirituality, but maybe we don't know how to bring that into our marriage or into our best friends or let alone our family, our parents. Like, how do I explain this to people that are not experiencing the same thing or who maybe don't even believe in this? And, and so that that's like, to me and was for me, um, one of the biggest challenges. And it's funny because when I, uh, launched my business, I, I had a Facebook page um, that I don't have anymore, but at the beginning, and I remember writing this big long post and I was like, it was like me coming out of the spiritual closet. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous to to share this information with people. And so I literally pushed post I left my computer for 24 hours. I didn't even want to open it and see what people said. And there were like 85 comments of people going, Oh, this is so you like, I'm so glad you're doing this. And it was, it was beautiful. Cause sometimes people see stuff in us that we don't necessarily see. And so, um, just, you know, it takes courage. Right.
1: It's interesting to me. I have had a lot of people reach out to me and ask uh, how to do that with somebody in their life. Uh, Like if they are starting to unlock their spirituality or they feel like they're having this awakening, they're seeing the world in a new way, and then their partner's just not there. And for me, it was different. And one thing that's really unlocking for me right now, or that it's a message that just seems very present in my life is how really our lives are molding us in a way, it's surrounding us with people and situations that are going to stimulate the growth that our soul is here for. And, And when I was younger, so much of my life was following other people. And I think it was because part of me was, I was dealing with worthiness issues, other parts of me, I was just such an empath that I'm like, this person's feeling this, I thought I was feeling it. So when I would make new friends or be in new relationships, my life would just blend into their life. And so for me, it was amazing when I met my husband, because he was the first person that I met that was also on a spiritual journey with me. And so we could grow all of a sudden exponentially together instead of me feeling like my relationships were always pulling me back. So I'm curious from somebody else who may have had to introduce that into their family, how did that go for you? I often tell people like, well, I think people will more follow your lead and see the shifts that are happening in you. But people have the tendency to want to kind of drill it into them and say, no, this is this. And it might even divide them more. So how did you do that?
2: Yeah. It's, I had the same thing with my husband. Like we were just two souls that met and we kind of broke out of a, a whole mold, like broke out of kind of our family systems mold, broke out of like many molds. And we were kind of like two little rebels, right. Breaking out of the constructs, um, breaking out of the matrix. Um, but, but it was, you know, there were a lot of people that didn't understand it. Certainly we had both established businesses and a certain level of success. And so from the outside, it seemed like, why would you ever walk away from those things? Or why? You know, it just didn't make any sense to people like we weren't 20. And so it was like, a lot of risk and and that really scared other people. I mean, ultimately, when we make big changes in our life, or when we develop a new way of viewing the world, it causes other people to question how they view the world. And people don't like that. Right. So it's like the reflection of you is causing other people this pain within themselves. And so they don't know what to do with that. And they and they just basically project that back out onto you. But um, one of the main things I teach in my practice is called the alignment conversation. Which, because I saw that like, if we want to change our frequency and if we want to up-level and really step into our highest spiritual self, the one thing that holds us in the old frequency is the people we love the most. So if people want to get this PDF, it's a really quick seven-step blueprint. It's at soul, S-O-U-L, com forward slash alignment. And it takes people through how to have a powerful conversation because usually it goes like this where people have stuffed it and held it in for a long time and they're feeling suppressed by people that won't see the the person they're becoming and it ends up in an argument at some point or it ends up in someone saying look you're just gonna have to you know accept who i am and what i like now and and all of that just brings up people's defenses and so there's actually a really kind of streamlined loving way to approach a conversation for change and and to allow the other person to feel comfortable and safe while you are evolving and changing and to come along for the ride.
1: For the listeners that are listening to this, and if you're driving or out and about, I will link to that uh, exact link that Shauna just talked about in the show notes for easy access. You mentioned acceptance, and that's something that I've been really, really working on. I mean, we're living in kind of a crazy world right now. And so I've had so many emotions ups and downs. I tend to research a lot. I tend to question the things I'm being told. And so I've found my energy kind of all over the place. So what I've used this for is to really try to focus as much as I can on my alignment. And I I came to this after doing all the wrong things, getting caught in the news cycles, getting caught in everybody's theories, like wondering if this is the apocalypse, like all the things, wondering what an apocalypse really is. And if we've just been viewing it in the wrong way, and maybe this is it, it just looks different than we thought it did. All of those things. And so I've been really focusing on alignment. And what I found so interesting. Like it always tends to happen, is when I am focused on, okay, how can my soul grow through this? What do I need from this? No matter where I'm diving in, I could buy a new book, I could join a new boot camp, I could be having a conversation with a friend, and I'll get the same message over and over again. And what it's been has been really about acceptance. It's about realizing how often our reactions are, it's not us trying to be free from our stuff. It's trying to justify keeping all of our crap that we're holding on to. And so if like, I have fear and I'm talking to somebody, I'm not always open to them easing that fear. I'm trying to justify it by getting them to see it too, or whatever it is. And, but when you start to view it as like, life is actually trying to help me right now the chaos outside my door has to do with my soul's growth if I were just to allow it to run through me and do what I can to keep my alignment through it. And I know that you talk so much about energy frequency and so do I, but one thing I'm struggling with right now is even though I've found my mood has been a lot higher, I've been doing so much better now that I'm focusing on my alignment, I also find my actual physical energy levels are down a lot right now and so i've been asking myself the question like how much does like my physical energy have to do with my frequency even if i feel kind of happy and and so i'm just curious on your thoughts on all of that we're all here just trying to live our best lives right But what's really cool about his show is you can even leave a voicemail or send an email and he'll address your topic or question about mental or emotional help on the show. So no matter what you're going through, The Dr. John Deloney
0: Show is here for you. Listen to The Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on the website. And now for another episode of Lies We've Been Told About Our Health. We've all heard we need eight glasses of water a day, right? The team behind Element includes experts in biochemistry and nutrition, so they really know what they're doing. And it's not just for everyday use either. Elite athletes and teams... risk free. If you don't like it, you'll get your money back, no questions asked. Receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through drinkelement.com/mindlove. That's drink l n t.com/mindlove to get a free starter pack with any order.
1: And so I've been asking myself the question like how much does like my physical energy have to do with my frequency even if I feel kind of happy and and so I'm just curious on your thoughts on all of that.
2: Well there's a lot of so the higher you raise your frequency and um and the more connected you are to the higher vibrational states there are a couple of things to kind of track with this. So one of the things is you're going to feel more connected to nature and not just connected to nature, like, oh, I love to walk outside and take a hike, but connected to the breath of life, meaning the contraction and expansion that is always occurring in nature. So waves roll in, they roll back out, right? They roll in, the wind moves, right? In and out. There's this breath of nature, just like we have breath, right? Which is why we're so we're able to access higher states of consciousness through our own breath, because it's ultimately the heartbeat of the earth, right? So at the higher frequencies, we start to feel literally when planet shifts happen. We start to feel when there's a lot of collective intense energy, we start to feel the Schumann resonance spiking, right? We start to feel all these things. And the most important thing for people who are feeling this stuff is to realize what is personal and what is just I'm feeling earth, right? I'm feeling the environment because so often our mind needs to assign a meaning Right, like if we're feeling low energy, we're like, why am I feeling low energy? It must be because of this. It must be because of that, and we want to be able to understand when it's just, oh, okay, the planets are doing something, right? Oh, okay, the human resonance is spiking. Like, for instance, for the past you know several weeks, we have had very intense energy. So for people that are empaths, you might be sleeping a lot. You might feel like your body's heavy, like you're tired, right? You might feel like. Your body's feeling slow, almost like it's slowing down. Um, and that's just part of the collective. There's been a lot of purging going on, a lot of emotion going on. Um, and so it affects the, the energy. And, of course, empaths pick that up. And so you know, for instance, I'll give you another example. Um, it's, you know, at the time that we're having this conversation, it's uh, we're moving into mercury retrograde. And for some people that also is an energy of feeling like they're slowing down and kind of reviewing and looking at their lives. But for instance, I was born during a mercury retrograde. So for me, when I feel mercury start to move into retrograde, it's the opposite effect for me. It's a very high energy time for me. It's a very productive time for me. And so getting to know ourselves beyond just this human life and getting to know nature a little more can help us decipher, like, am I feeling low because something is going on in my personal individual life or am I just sensing my environment around me?
1: That makes so much sense. This morning in my meditation, I was actually noticing wow, I feel really low energy right now. It's also a gloomy day. And for some reason, I am so affected by gloomy days. But, and of course I go on Instagram and one of the first things I see was something about resistance and acceptance. And it was like, uh, it showed a split screen of two photos about it being a gloomy day. And it was like, it's raining. Oh my gosh, it's raining. My whole day's ruined, blah, blah, blah. And then the other one was just like, it's raining. Yup. And that was just acceptance. And I was like, (laughs) and so many of my messages have been about acceptance and trying to detach from the emotions that I'm feeling and claiming them as mine or assigning them meaning, like you said. So for me, that looked like, I have really low energy today. Is this feeling actually bad, like I think it is? And so instead, I was just being the observer of what that feels like in my body. And I'm like, wow, this low energy actually feels kind of euphoric. People take drugs like Valium to feel this specific thing (laughs) that I'm feeling, but for some reason, it doesn't feel good to me. And I asked myself why. And it was early in the morning, and I was like, well, it's because it goes against my expectations for the day. I'm not feeling motivated, like, I wanna just go up and do, do, do. And I'm like, but what would acceptance look like for this? How can I just follow its guidance? And instead I journaled and I lit a candle and I meditated extra long. And so I'm really just trying to integrate this idea of accepting everything and, and taking away the meaning that I had given it before. Because when you do, it's like these certain feelings that you think are painful or uncomfortable they don't actually even have to be that if you just relax into it. (laughs) Does that
2: make sense? Absolutely. I always tell people, like, go right in the center of it. Like, because we resist, we resist transformation, we resist growth, we resist all kinds of things, right? I mean, resistance is part and parcel to any big spiritual transformation. And the interesting thing, especially with emotions, is like, We're also, as a society, basically taught to not feel our emotions. And so we have a lot around emotions. But whatever you're feeling, if you can imagine it like there's, you know, like you're going right into the center of a target or going right into the center of yourself, what happens is it's almost like diving under a wave, right? You can dive right under it and come up the other side, but you're going fully through it, meaning you're not bypassing it, you're not resisting it, you're not acting like it's not there. You're just getting right in the center of it, right? Which is exactly like if, let's say somebody was crying and you're feeling really upset, we resist crying. We try to hold back the tears when really, if we can just go right into the middle of the pain and visualize going right into the center of the pain, we feel whatever emotion is there, which is just energy. And we come right out the other side, right? Completely clear of that energy. And so that is higher dimensional relatedness to a human experience. So if you can, without assigning meaning to something, just have a sensation in your body and go right into the middle of it, feel it fully and come out the other side, what you'll find in your life is that things start to expand quickly because most of the human experience is caught up in some level of resistance or I call it unproductive emotions, so cyclical energetic cycles of drama that are continuous, meaning we're never completing them, we're never really healing from them, and that takes up a lot of human beings' life force energy and also their creative power. So once you free yourself from that, um, things can really expand quickly in your life.
1: I have been really taking a lot of time to process the energy around because, I mean, we went from like one trauma to the next, to the next. And right now, the climate online is so much blame and finger pointing and who's right and who's wrong. Like everyone's trying to figure out what is the right way to think about this? Is this point of view right or wrong? And another message that just has been what I've been focusing on through all of this chaos has been The idea of what is right and what is wrong at all. And one of my spiritual mentors is a channeler named Gary Temple Boldly, and he talks about how nothing's really right or wrong. It's either beneficial or limited. You're either, it's like a belief that's beneficial to your life or it's a limited perspective. And to accept that no matter what, you're always coming from a limited perspective as a human. You can never see like the full, full picture. And so how can you just move through it, not judging things as right or wrong? And so then I've also started reading a book that has been on my list for years and I have no idea how I put it off until now because it's been life-changing is the untethered soul. And it says the same line. You don't have to decide who's right or wrong. You don't have to worry about other people's issues. You just have to be willing to open your heart in the face of anything and everything. And as far as those emotions running through me, I have realized, okay, well, I'm feeling anger or I'm feeling defensiveness or I'm feeling this. And I, and instead of justifying in my mind why I should feel that and replaying the moment in my mind I've actually been trying to focus on my body and notice where the sensations are and a lot of times it's like in the front of my chest and instead I've been dropping my shoulders really visualizing like expanding my heart energy and like And instead, whatever it is I'm feeling that defensiveness or that resistance towards, I've been like visualizing a beam of light connecting me to that person or to that situation. And I swear I can feel an immediate shift in the energy of my body just by doing this like quick little thing and maybe taking a few deeper breaths. And it's amazing to me how often I thought emotions were so mental when I'm starting to realize how much more physical they are.
2: Yes, for sure. And we, we just are socialized to believe so much around emotions and the emotional plane of being, I think people feel like it's, you know, what's the point of crying about this or getting mad about this and emotions are just something that is bothersome. And, you know, obviously, we don't want to feel sadness or anger or things like that. They're uncomfortable feelings for a lot of people. And yet we don't realize that if we are not fully experiencing our emotions, and this goes back to even stuff that we have uh, stored in our body in the past. So we'll store our emotional states in our physical body if we don't experience them fully that that is actually clouding our our ability to create. So our emotional center is our creative force center. And so when I say create, I don't just mean art, but like create anything in the world that you want. And so if we're clouded in that area, we're also clouded in our ability and clarity to see what is possible for us and what wants to be created through us. And so when people start to understand that, I think we have like a different interest in our emotions like, oh, this is actually important and this is actually something that's gonna help me. Cause uh, you know, a lot of people say like, I just don't have clarity, I don't know what my purpose is or I don't have clarity on this issue in my life. Um, And a lot of that is just the veil of past emotional pain that we haven't moved out of our body yet. So um, I did a channeling in our Facebook group, the Soul Frequency VIP, about this and about also how to, for moments, because we're human, right, so we stay connected to judgment and we stay connected to the dualistic thoughts, like you said, this is good, this is bad. Um, But I did a, a, a thing where people can momentarily detach from this idea of good and bad, and be in full neutrality and experience what that is. That's also a higher, you know, higher frequency state of being not that a human being is ever going to be able to, like, maintain that throughout, right, because we're human. Um, But we can have these glimpses of being outside of kind of the three dimensional reality. And we can then return to those sensations right? at times where they help us through, like our very human things that we go through in life. Right. You can go to that
1: neutrality space and maybe receive some guidance that then you have to guide your human through, (laughs) knowing that it might not be as easy as that one moment. And it's interesting when I'm noticing those moments of resistance and being like, well, where does this come from? And realizing that I might have an energy block there, but it's not always so clear because we often think that the thing that we're resisting or the thing that is bringing it up is that thing in the moment. And we don't realize that it might be connected to something in the past. How do we know if it is something in the past or is it? should we just assume that our past is always moving through the present as well? <laughs>
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I really
1: need to get something off my
0: chest. Being a mom
1: of a three-year-old boy is really freaking hard, and sometimes it has me questioning my sanity. But then he'll grab my face and call me his sweet little mama. Yes, that's a real thing he says, (laughs) and it will all melt away until I break his banana. I thought I was done with emotionally abusive relationships, but nope. We all carry around stressors, big and small, and when we keep them all bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. how do we know if it is something in the past or is it should we just assume that our past is always moving through the
2: present as well um it's all happening in the now but I, you know that's like some of the way my psychic gift works is i see Like basically someone will say, this is what I want to change in my current reality. Like I want to start this business or I want to get out of this relationship or whatever they want to do. That is their heartfelt desire, meaning it's not an egoic desire. It's a true desire that they have. And as long as it's heartfelt, then we can look back and say, where did the wound happen that's keeping you in a place you don't want to be or keeping you from having what you want? And this can be of this life. This can be also throughout the lineage Um, But we can go back and say, like, here's the event that happened. Here's the choice that we made around it. And here's the emotion that we need to move to clear this energetic line. And so, you know, sometimes it's very not linear or literal, meaning it's not what you would think it is. But one of the things I say that people can do that I think is universally valuable and you can do it by yourself is just sitting down with a journal and writing down the five best memories from the first 10 years of your life and the five most traumatic or difficult memories from the first 10 years of your life and trusting your intuition, like whatever comes to the surface first is what needs to be written down and then going to the next decade of your life and doing the same thing. And what this does, it, it, it will give you, it will remind you of events, right? Like your consciousness will call up events that you might not have even thought about in years, And your consciousness knows where there's still emotional energy. So your consciousness will pull up an event and say, look right here, right? So it gives you kind of this little bit of a map. And what's interesting is that in the couple weeks after doing that, um, you might be in the shower or driving in your car or just doing, you know, some rote task and you will have more memories come to the surface or more things from your life or you'll start to make connections between the events that you wrote down. And current day, so meaning when we invite our higher consciousness to open up, meaning you're saying by doing this work, I'm ready to see some of the things in my life, that you will naturally start to have things open up for you. And they will open up not just when you're doing the journal writing, but in the weeks that come. And I just encourage people to write down whatever rises to the surface, like when you're in the shower, right? Jump out and write it down. Um, And you don't need to decipher it, meaning like it may come in bits and pieces. It may be like you're in the shower and all of a sudden you think of blueberries and you're like, what does that have to do with anything? And just write down the word blueberries, like because what will happen is we get. You know, puzzle pieces. We get parts of the story. And as you start listening to your higher consciousness and inviting it to start sharing, it will share more and you will write down more and more, and you'll start to be able to see themes or areas um, that need your attention.
1: For some people, I know they have a tendency, and for some people, I mean, I did this for a long time, where I was trying to figure out things that happened in my childhood because of certain things that were manifesting later on. And, and one of those things was like, I thought that something bad might've happened to me when I was a little kid, uh, like maybe I had been touched or something like that because I had displayed all these signs later on. And one thing I've gone back and forth a lot with is, do I need to even know that (laughs) or is that opening it back up? Do I need to crack that open Or is it just about acknowledging that something may have and then moving forward with an added awareness? Because I've kind of had noticed some people where they might say they're interested in growth, but a lot of maybe their therapy work or whatever is just dwelling on the past information and and almost staying there because of it. And somebody just asked me this question the other day. So it kind of got brought back up and I was like, you know, I'm kind of in between. I I do believe in, in just moving forward and letting those things speak to us. But where is that line of figuring things out in the past and, and what's dwelling and what's just letting it inform?
2: That's a great question. So, um, in regards to very explicit trauma, many times people have no active memory of that. And, if you do some work and you look back and no active memory comes to the surface, then that is what your consciousness, that's the most benevolent thing for you. Meaning it's not necessary for us to remember specific events for us to heal the emotion around them or to understand them so that we can move forward in life. So it's not that we're digging into our past looking for something, right? So we're not going back and saying, I'm I really am gonna do this work so that I can find out if something happened to me when I was little because I can't remember, right? But I'm displaying signs. What we're doing is just from a totally open state with no expectation of anything, opening the door to our higher consciousness and saying, what wants to rise to the surface? Like, what does my higher consciousness want me to know for greater healing, right? So that I can continue to, you know, heal things that are affecting me in current day. Um certainly, like anything in life, um, some people will approach healing their past from an unhealthy vantage point, meaning going back to their past and really staying there, really having a lot of expectation along along those lines. Calling up drama instead of productive emotion, not knowing how to move through uh, things that, that, they, that they discover, I think extremely valuable to have someone holding your hand metaphorically through the process um, and really guiding you to what's important. Um, the whole point of looking back or understanding ourselves is to be able to free ourselves moving forward, not to stay you know, stuck in the past.
1: So say we're moving forward and we have an idea of what our purpose is or at least what's going to bring us purpose for now so that it might unlock something even bigger in the future when we're just really trying to stay in the present moment to stay aligned and be open to guidance. One thing that has been my biggest struggle is I have had a very addictive personality. I've gone through a lot of lows. I've created a lot of different bad habits in my life. And so a lot of my growth has been unwinding those one thing at a time. And, uh, and realizing that our cravings and our and our wants and our desires might not even be for our, our best, highest purpose, if that's what it is. And so on one hand, some of the things are very easy. It's like, oh, of course, intuitively, I know that like having a glass of wine every single night is not for my highest benefit. Let me unravel that. And so I like am doing a no drinking thing. But then there's other things when it's like, okay, well, maybe I want this and like, this is my goal in life. I want to be uh, this type of podcaster that's a, a top 100 of this. And, and I want to have a business that makes this amount of money and And we see it so clearly that we think that's what we really want, but when you start to break it down, it might be that, oh, maybe the things that are actually drawing me to that are the money or the status or the or the recognition or things that are the wrong reasons. So I'm curious what your process is for drilling down what your actual soul's purpose is, how to get there, and to make sure that it is the right reasons instead of these, sometimes these surface level things that we've been programmed to want, or even old habits that are just projecting into the future.
2: Yeah, it's really great. Um, I would highly recommend reading my book because I walk through really in detail a lot of this because i struggled with food much of my life and um and i talk about the process of how i have freed people from every addiction um under the sun through the process of really moving out the emotions so the thing to know about addiction or any anything where we desire something to the point where we're like oh I want to have that right or we think about it like and we think oh I shouldn't have too many of that or I don't want you know I I should I should cut back or I should stop this like when we have this inner dialogue around something then we know that we're in like an addictive patterning around like a substance or even a person right anything we can get like that with anything Um, and there's always emotion beneath that. And so what I did when I had my private practice, my in-person private practice here in California is I was diving deep into researching because I had freed myself of my own um, addiction with food to the point where there's zero desire or charge around it. So let me clarify, like people, we often approach in our society, things like I'll take alcoholism, you know, as an example, like like if we go and we get sober, then, okay, we've stopped drinking, but for most people, stopping drinking still means there's a desire to drink and they and they are trying every day or every week or whatever their pattern is to not give in to the desire. My interest in, in my work was really rooted in what causes the desire and how do we dissipate the desire such that like, having a drink becomes like having a Brussels sprout and I don't care about that. Right. And I have no, nothing, no charge, nothing pulling me towards um, anything outside of myself. And so I write about my own journey and also write about a lot of my work around that in my book, the soul frequency, because for us to really step into our full power Like again, I'm always looking at it from life force power, like the energy that you are, which is really what I call the soul frequency. It's like your energetic fingerprint. And when we are caught up, human beings get caught up in cyclical patternings and you can see it as spinning energy. So when we're in a cyclical patterning around any type of addiction or a cyclical patterning around emotional drama, right? Cyclical patterning around our relationships that are unhealthy. We are on average, most of the people that I look into are, are using up 60 to 70% of their life force, energy, and creative power in those patterns. Now, if we only have 30% of our full life force power to dedicate to anything, you can understand why there's lack of clarity. You can understand why we don't have full alignment. Right. And full alignment feels like a draft on your back, moving you forward, bringing you all the right people, like literally the life you want being created around you because your energy is so clear. Right. Because now you have brought back online all of your life force energy and and been taught how to align that to your heart's desires. So. One of the first things I do when I'm working with anybody one on one is like really going through what are the cyclical patterns and where does this person have their energy tied up and what needs to happen for this person to free up their energy and to allow the desire to dissipate so they can open up to really Another, you know, another energetic frequency, another perspective or vantage point to live at. And so once that opens up to your question about like, am I really desiring these things? Or is it, you know, a societal construct that naturally becomes very clear, right? When we're free from the cyclical patterns, like We become very crystal clear. Purpose rises to the surface as a byproduct of that. We've become very crystal clear with the path ahead. And now that we have all of our energy, um, we can actually execute on that path and move forward and take inspired action. And I would say about 60% of people really discover that a lot of their core goals in life were not really true when they get to that point, like meaning some of the things that they said that they want at the beginning are not what they want. And about 40% of them are right on and now they're crystal clear and that person is moving in the direction of those.
1: That makes so much sense. And it, it seems why there's a lot of people, if they're not also doing like the soul work or the inner work, when they try to free themselves from one addiction, a lot of people have the tendency to replace it with another one, and myself included for a really long time. And now I've been actually trying to process them and feel and and not be on any substance because I was like, I, I was bulimic, I was addicted to Adderall, I was partying all the time, I was drinking all the time. And so it's definitely been a process. And I'm finally at a place where I'm like, wow, so this is what my body feels like. <laughs> the last four years or so have been the first times I've really been able to feel my body and notice the signals. So on one hand, it's, it's really fun and enlightening. And on the other hand, it's overwhelming because I feel like I stunted my growth in many ways. But I'm just trying to allow and let things move through me. And that's that can be one of the hardest things about if you have a goal for a really long time or you've been like this is what I'm going to do with my life and then you start to find this place of alignment i've noticed i have some friends who are like but this is what i thought i wanted forever and that's not what i want and and the part of them is kind of clinging to that and so it goes back to the acceptance that we talked about because otherwise You can reach all those things, and then you won't actually be fulfilled or satisfied (laughs) because you haven't actually found or accepted that
2: it's actually these other things that you really want. Is that right? Exactly. And, you know, a lot of people, there's a very solid construct of what success looks like in our culture. And most young people go after that, myself included. I was very, you know, at the early parts of my career, very interested in success. And what's fascinating from my perspective now, because I work with many people who have very successful careers and you do reach a certain aspect, and this is what happened with me as well, where it's like I've achieved the success that I thought I wanted. And why does it feel so empty, right? Like, why do I I not? Like, we think success is a path to fulfillment and it's not. In fact, many times it pulls us out of fulfillment. We get very wrapped up in this idea of creating success that we get pulled out of any idea of fulfillment, we lose track of it. And then once there's enough success and we can stop for a minute and look at what's been created, a lot of people look around and go, okay, this is nice, but like this ultimately didn't give me what I was really looking for. And then it becomes a process of people really going, well, what is it that I'm looking for? And, and how do I find that? And, and I always use the words, I mean, there's every word has frequency and energy to it. And so when you think about the word success, it's kind of like sucking excess. And when you think about the word fulfilled, it's like fully filled up. And so Those are two very different energies. And when you're able to create fulfillment, oftentimes success is a byproduct of that. But you have the whole fulfillment. Right. And so the success is a beautiful after effect of that. But if you go after success only, many times people find that fulfillment is not there.
1: That's an interesting thing to say because I was writing I write affirmations every day and sometimes the word success comes up but about 3 days ago I actually noticed I'm like I don't have this like feeling when I say the word when I say the word success in my affirmations like it doesn't give me a feeling in my body which is what I'm going for. I try to write the affirmation and then feel it in my body. And so I've been changing the words to things like abundant and satisfied and purposeful and I'm like okay yeah these are working a lot better but like fulfillment is such a good one when you really break down the meaning like that. I am wondering one more question though, because of everything going on in the world. Uh, when I first started my entrepreneurial journey, I, when I focused on the word fear, it was always about overcoming fears, like overcoming my fear of the next step or my fear of being able to sustain this or, or reach fulfillment. Or at that time, I was really focused on success. And now I'm finding... With everything that's happened, first of all, I've reprioritized a lot of my goals. Like, I realized when everything was locked down, I wasn't missing a lot of the things that were locked down or that I didn't have access to. I was actually craving, like, land and space and nesting and all of these things. And so, but what I've also been trying to focus on is making sure that those things are real reprioritizations and not, like, fear of what's coming up in the world. And so, it's a whole different type of fear where it's not like fear of, my own abilities or my lack of them. It's like fear of what's happening in the world. And so I'm wondering, do you see that new kind of fear affecting people in a certain way? And how do we overcome that to make sure that we do stay aligned with our purpose and that we're not rerouting just because we're worried that something bad's going to happen?
2: Yeah, so a lot of people are feeling that looming feeling of something bad is going to happen. And the thing to know about it is that we are going to go through many changes over the next few years, three to four years. And I equate it to like if you were on a boat and you were fishing on a lake and you were used to fishing on a lake, it's placid waters, right? You're just used to being able to walk all over that boat and fish on the lake. And it's like no problem. You don't have to think twice about it. Um, It's like now your boat's in the ocean and it's just about being able to, when the waves are a little bit rougher, be able to find your balance by bending your knees and moving with the waves, right? You can still fish, you can still do everything you did on the lake you just have to be able to move with the waves, right? If the waves are small, you don't need to bend your knees a lot, right? And you can kind of walk freely. If the waves are bigger, you need to be able to balance yourself. And that's something that people will learn to do. And when you think about what we're going through as a global transformation, then you realize too that one of the ways to ensure like a smoother path is to do your own work. Meaning when we talk about the stuff we're talking about today and we go within and we're willing to be courageous and look within ourselves for the things that need to change and the things that need to evolve and we're willing to show up to that and to really invest our time and energy into that, then we change our vibrational frequency. And the people that are at a higher vibrational frequency will have already learned the lessons about not resisting, about surrendering, about flowing through things, about how to show up to change, right, unafraid. Like, yes, of course, we're always changing. You know, the weather is always changing. The earth is always moving. Like, we live in a state of change. I talk about a part of my book called Stability is an Illusion, and it really is. Like, and so at the higher frequencies, we start to move with, oh yeah, like, I can feel safe even though there's not stability around me, I can feel safe moving through what I need to move through. And this only comes by being willing to do this personally, right? By being willing to learn this work within ourselves. And and it's interesting because as we move through this time, there will be people like at a frequency where their life experience will be different than what other people are experiencing. So for instance, like even moving through coronavirus, like, you know, a lot of people had fears about money and had, you know, their businesses not making money for a period of months and, you know, went through a lot of processing of emotion at the shock and the magnitude of what was going on. And there were other people who were actually having many miracles and blessings and their businesses were growing, you know, even during this challenging time. So understanding that we can, by doing our own personal individual work, aligned to a frequency that makes it us be able to flow through the next couple years, um, not connecting to the collective fear, not connecting to things that um, are going to kind of pull us under the wave, but things that are really going to have us flow through this time and realizing the value and importance of the changes that need to happen here on earth for so many reasons, right? It's like, when anybody goes through personal transformation, there's there's parts that are uncomfortable and icky and you're like, oh, I don't want to have to go through this, right? I don't want to have to feel this. I don't want to have to look at this. Or you get tired at certain certain you know points in the transformation. But you keep going because you go, I know on the other side, like this is healthy for me. I know it'll be better for me if I keep walking through this. And so it's the same thing collectively, right? It's like sending out love to our beautiful earth as it moves through this time of transformation and knowing that we will be better for it, right? But showing up to the work individually that needs to be done is the way that we learn safety within ourselves.
1: That's so true. It's another one of those messages that I'm just like, okay, this is what the universe is teaching me. It's just acceptance and allowing and flowing freely instead of resisting and attaching and all of those things that feel so natural sometimes. But I think it really is our life's journey or our biggest mission here is to learn how how to do that. So thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom today. And for listeners who are really resonating with you and want to learn more about you and your book, where is the best place for them to connect with you? online
2: they can go to the soul frequency.com and the book is on that page as well all of the
1: links from this episode will be at mindlove.com 139 so here's your challenge for this week maybe you choose a weekend maybe you choose two days that you have free but in those two days try only focusing on your alignment Forget your to-do list. Forget moving forward in your job. Forget all those things that are plaguing your mind that you just have to get done. And make your priority just feeling good. Whatever that takes for you. If you can feel yourself getting caught up in the spiral of, I have to check this off my to-do list, take a step back and pick something totally different. Maybe it's taking a walk. Maybe it's a meditation or some breath work from a YouTube video. One thing that I've been loving getting into lately is creative outlets, so that can look like a painting project, redoing some furniture, taking up knitting, or it could be downloading one of those coloring book apps on an iPad. Whatever it takes to get into creativity. And this doesn't have to look like some typical art project. It could be making sounds in front of your mirror or dancing and moving your body in a creative way. Something that gets you into an expression of play and fun and flow. See how long you can maintain that vibration and then get back into work mode. When you're in this more playful, receptive energy, you're in your feminine. So creative decisions will come easier to you. New decisions, new ideas for your business. It's really, really powerful. So whenever I can feel myself getting uptight and stressed, I try to take at least an hour to play or even just a few minutes to get out of my head and try to clear it. So what does that mean for you? And as you start finding the things that work, Write them down on a list. You want to keep this list handy so that when you're in a lower vibration, you can pull from it, kind of like a rope from your higher self, to pull you out of the mud. If you found this episode helpful, please press the share button or take a screenshot and tag Mind Love Melissa and Mind Love Podcast. If you know somebody in particular that really needs this episode, that's just been having trouble finding alignment or clarity or motivation, please send this to her or him. I know that. Word of mouth is one of the best ways this podcast grows, and I know a lot of you are sharing all the time, so let me tell you that I am so grateful to you. If you want more mind love in your life, don't forget to check out Mind Love Premium. You get double the episodes, videos, mindful meditation downloads. In today's world, we need to be more intentional than ever about what we fill our minds with, so I've made this a really special place to keep our vibrations up, to be consciously creating our lives rather than being susceptible to whatever the media throws at us and you'll be connected to a group of conscious creators just like yourself so thanks for giving your mind a little love today and i'll see you next week
2: thanks for tuning into
0: your higher frequency with mind
1: love head to mindlove.com for a free gift to keep your vibes up until next week